Hello, everybody, and welcome to my podcast, Special Education Information. My name is Joy. Today, we are joined by my companion, Sterling, my African Gray. He will be sure to jump in from time to time and share his opinion of what I am saying. All right, today, it's going to be a little bit dry because I'll be talking about the law. I'm going to be talking about IDEA Part C. And for those of you who forget what IDEA stands for, that is the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act. It goes from the ages of zero up to the 22nd birthday. And Part C covers infant to the third birthday. I discovered the hard way that districts are responsible to have the child's IEP and placement in place by the third birthday when a supervisor called me up and said, where's the report for the child? You need to have had it turned in to me. And I didn't know what she was talking about. I didn't know about the child and I didn't know that I was responsible for turning in any kind of report for a child going into their third birthday. And she was quite upset with me. I felt it was very unfair for her to be upset with me when she didn't even tell me there was a student out there that I needed to do an assessment on. And then she informed me that the assessment was due in two days. That wasn't possible to do. If it wasn't for the parents being so cooperative, then the district would have been out of compliance. But I don't think that that it would have fallen on my shoulders being as I didn't even know that the child existed let alone being able to get a report written and done within two days. I did manage it, but I tried to make sure that that didn't happen again. So be careful out there, those of you who are teachers in special ed, that you don't get caught out that way. It's very, very difficult and extremely stressful. So Part C of IDEA covers another acronym, IFSP, or Individualized Family Service Plan, IFSP, Individual Family Service Plan. So what is that particular acronym, IFSP? What does that mean? That means that the service providers go into the home of a child with disabilities and works with the family and the child. So it is a total package. The IFSP covers all kinds of disabilities, and I'm going to go through these. I'm not going to really explain them, because if you have a child with these disabilities, then hopefully by now you're working with the district. If not, you need to go and chase down the district and find out where those service providers are that should be coming into your home and working with the child that you have with disabilities. So some of the disabilities that are covered are vision difficulties, auditory difficulties, developmental delays, which include cognitive development, physical development, communication development, social or emotional development, adaptive development. So anything along a development delay of any kind the district should be working with you and have specialists, which I'll go into later. If the child has a physical or a mental condition that has a high risk of developing a delay, then the child should be working with a specialist. 
chromosomal or genetic abnormalities that may lead to any kind of delay or difficulty in their education, a severe attachment disorder, a substance abuse or toxic chemicals that maybe they were born with in their system, such as fetal alcohol syndrome. Most people know about that now, but it's when the mother was drinking or doing drugs while the child is still within them. And any state's definition of disability, and that's different obviously per state. So you're gonna wanna research that and see if the disability that your child or the child you have is dealing with is also covered by IDEA Part C and should be getting services as a result of that. So services that are provided under Part C, again, this is a long kind of list and I apologize for that. But as I mentioned earlier, this is a bit of a dry session. Some of those services are, well, definitely what I wanna first say is that these services should be provided by somebody who's qualified. That means they have their education in that specific area. So if they're working with children that are visually impaired or blind, then that person should be trained as a teacher of the blind or visually impaired. If they're working with a child who has developmental delays, then they should be trained in that area. A teacher who is trained to work with kids who have auditory challenges should not be a teacher working with kids who are blind. Sometimes people kind of mix that up a little bit. I've often heard of people saying, oh, your child is blind, do they know sign language? Believe it or not, I hear stories about that all the time. And I've also heard the reverse, oh, your child's deaf, do they know Braille? Believe it or not, that happens. That should not be the case in reality. In reality, if your child's deaf, they should be learning to communicate through American Sign Language or whatever the specialist deems should be the language of communication. And if a person is visually impaired, then the child should be learning whatever the visually impaired teacher says the child should be learning. So you want somebody who is qualified to be teaching in these areas. Don't accept less. You need to make sure that the person who is working with your child is qualified to work in the area of the specialty that your child needs. Make sure of that. Do not accept anything less. So students should be assessed also by teachers or assessment individuals who are trained to work in those areas. Sometimes districts have or states have specialists who are trained in more than one area and their specific job is just to do assessments. And that's okay because they're trained in more than one area. They can then actually do a really good job of seeing how one area is affecting the other areas. So that works out pretty good and usually all they do is just assessments. So services that the kids can be getting um, have to do with their disability. So just to run through them again real quick, that's audiology, vision. They could also be getting nursing services. There should be, in some cases, family training, uh, counseling, home visits. So maybe the specialist, like a, a teacher of the visually impaired, could come out and help the family adapt the home so that their child who is visually impaired can have an easier time getting around. Health services. Similar um, thing in medical services, nutrition services, 
Uh, these are all different things that they can be getting through Part C of IDEA under the IFSP. Occupational therapy, they're great. Occupational therapists provide so much information and so many skills to help families work with the kids. Service coordination, sometimes they'll also be known as case managers. Sign language and cue language services, that would also go with the audiology services. Social work services, sometimes people uh, can get extra help through social workers. They're really great people. Speech language and pathology, they're not just people who work with the deaf or hard of hearing. Speech language and pathology also can help train people how to swallow better, how to talk a little bit clearer. They can help in all kinds of areas. So don't think just because speech language and cued language services are just for the deaf. It's more, much more that they, um, that they work with. Uh, transportation and cost related needed to get services can sometimes be covered. So you can look into that. I really don't know much about that because I didn't really work too much with that population of that zero to three age range. So in general, services should be provided in a natural environment. So what does that mean? One thing it means is that if they're going to a preschool, they should be able to get time with kids that are not disabled. Maybe they go to a preschool that's down the street and they get to play with the kids down there and have a good time. And maybe the vision teacher goes down there and works with the preschool teacher to help adapt that environment and maybe work with kids in a group that the kid with a vision impairment happens to be in that group. Uh, the home environment, that's a natural environment for the child, obviously, because that's where the child spends most of their time. So the service providers can go to the home and work with the family and work on adapting the environment for the family. Any other kind of environment the child spends time in, maybe they go to the grandparents for daycare services uh, when the family's at work. So the providers could go to that environment as well. And part of the services should be that the provider teaches the family in those contexts how to work with their child. So that's kind of important because the parents are with the kids or the family members, I should say, are with the kids more often than anybody else. And if they're reinforcing the skills that the service providers are teaching, then that's fantastic because then the child is learning the skills even faster and that means before they get to school, before they hit that age three, they're developing even more skills because then you can progress to the next step and the next step and the next step. And then hopefully they'll be really far along by the time it comes to them going to a third grade, third grade, three years old and up. So another part of Part C is assistive tech or assistive technology, or you might hear it referred to as AT, any of those different combinations and part of that is initial assessment to see what the kid could use to help them function better in their environment. Say maybe they're not much of a talker, but they might do well with a communication board. And so maybe the speech and language teacher and an AT specialist get together and they create a communication board for the kid. And then they work together to teach the kid how to use it. And then as the child gets more proficient, maybe they change it to a more complicated one, or maybe they just change the style of the, 
the child uses of the board. And part of what they would also do would be to educate the rest of the team, the IFSP team, on how to use it. And that includes the parents. Very important to teach the parents why the AT is so important and how to make it work. And oh, what happens if it breaks between when the AT person gets there the next time? So teach the parents how to fix it as best as they can. So those are different ways that AT is important for the child that maybe needs it for communication. Another child might need it to turn on the TV, uh, activate a toy that they like, any number of things. Adaptive technology can be very simple or it can be very complicated. It all kind of depends on what the child needs. And that's why adaptive technology service providers are also a very important part of the team. And a short session, but just to kind of wind it up, I want to talk about Child Find. Child Find is the responsibility of the LEA, or Local Education Agency, which is the basically the district is a part of. And it's their job to keep an eye out on the district and eye out on the whole area to make sure that they're finding these kids that have disabilities and start providing them with the services that are needed. It is so important to find these kids as early as possible and start working with them as early as possible and help them get as many skills as can possibly be made so that by the time they hit school, they're as far along as they can be and school just will come to them as effortlessly as as we can make it. It's just so crucial. So keep an eye out for students who might need that help. And if you're a parent who has a child with a disability, contact your local school district and arrange for those services to be started. Your child will thank you and you will thank you in the long run. These services cost you nothing, so go for it. So please don't shy away from something that can be hugely beneficial for you and your family and especially your child with disabilities. And so that's all I have to say on that. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day or evening, depending on where you're at. And Sterling and I sign off for now.